grab a drink, and get comfortable. Because the real hooligans are about to drop some movie knowledge on your ass. And now, here's Tim and David. Ho, 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 you filthy hooligans. Welcome back to another episode of Real Hooligans. David, what's up, brother? I'm feeling the Christmas spirit. Well, let's have fun with that then, shall we? Let's go. Yeah, man, it's fucking December. I mean, it's cold outside. When this episode goes up, we'll be two days away from Christmas. We've had a lot of exciting things. This year is almost fucking over, finally. I think that's the the big takeaway here um, out of all of this. Turn the page. Yeah, let's do that, shall we? Um, We're going to, we got, this is a double week. So uh, we're doing two episodes this week. And this episode, we're going to talk about one of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolutely. One of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. It has to be at or near the very top. I mean, I know we talked about it before. It's, I mean, my family watches this once, at least twice. My son claims it's one of the, he claims it is like the greatest comedy. He's like, it's just, it's funny every time you watch it. It is. Every time. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Love it. Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo. Johnny Galecki. Um, written by... Written by John, John Hughes. Hughes. Yeah, man. We love his work. We just talked about Planes, Trains, and Automobiles a couple we're, of weeks We're ago. a stand for, for John Hughes. Did you just use the word stand? I did, Tim. Fuck. I'm hip. Oh, fuck that shit. Juliette Lewis. Dude, there's some fucking great actors in this movie. We're going to talk about all of them. Uh, great lines, great comedy. Memorable moments. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, just classic film moments. I mean, really, at this point. So, when did you first see this movie? This was this came out nineteen eighty nine. So I would have been fourteen when this came out. And I would say I probably saw it around that time. Um, this was not a theater movie for me. This was a an at home. This came video out on, rental. This came out on December 1st, 1989. So you probably saw it in 1990 then. Yes, probably. That following year. I feel like I went and saw this with uh, my dad and my uncles and my cousins. Um, like A good family movie we get together. Yeah, I think we went and saw this together. Um, classic. And it, it, and it is a movie that reminds me a lot of my dad, who I lost earlier this year. And just some of the scenes just still make me laugh because of how hard it made him laugh. Yeah. And it still was true last night when we watched it all together. So um, let me pull up this director real quick. His name is Jeremiah S. Chechik. Check his body of work. Ready for it? Lay it on me. Gossip Girl, Benny oh. and June. Benny the Gifted. June. A show called Rogue. Shadow Hunters. What TV? Helix. A lot of shows I've heard of. Not necessarily watching. Chuck. He did some Chuck. Did Burn you watch it. Chuck? Oh, I love Chuck. I did not watch Chuck. Uh, yeah. Burn Notice. What did I say? Gossip Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of TV, though. Yeah. A few movies. TV. Hall of Notes. Video shorts. That's enough for me. Van Halen. When It's Love. Is that that's David Lee Roth, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. 
That's all that matters to me is if you're hanging out with Van Halen, which which singer you're hanging out with. Okay, Christmas Vacation. All right, man. Starts with the opening animated sequence, right? Hey. Oh shit. Thank you. Why don't you just fucking say it? Why do I not hey, just hold put on. Up a sign every week that says well, Tim five questions? All right. Hey. It's a, it's a new thing, David. I mean, we're trying the consistency consistency's new. Uh, hey guys, let's do five questions with David real quick. Let's jump on it. Before we talk about Christmas vacation, how about that? David, it's all you, brother. Tim, a real tree at Christmas or a fake tree? Well, we have a fake tree, but I would love to say a real tree. It, get, taking all the circumstances out of the way of acquiring a real tree. Yeah. You'd prefer a real tree. I'd love, to, I'd love to do that. I mean, just, you know, the smell, the feel, you know. Um, but, you know, I have two cats. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, you know, we have a dog. Dicks. And um, so, yeah. Practicality, fake tree, but reality, I'd love, love to do a real tree. My grandparents all used to f- get a real tree and they'd frost it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that was cool. All right, favorite Christmas present you received from Santa? Mm, man, that's a good one. Oh, I don't know. Probably probably my bike, man, that I got when I was about seven or eight. Yeah. I had that bike for years, and I had a lot of wrecks on it, and I rode a lot, lot of long distances on it as a kid because, you know, when we, were, kid, when we were kids back in the 80s, you know, you actually had to get your ass out when, it was, when you wanted to go do something. Yep. I want to go to the pool. Get your ass there. You got a bike? Yeah. Go. First thing you'd frivolously purchase with a large Christmas bonus. I I mean, I'm looking at it, Tim. Well, (laughs) well, uh, yeah, uh, my Funko collection. But uh, to be honest, this isn't the this isn't the product of any Christmas bonusing. So I would say. um, But there's got to be some uh, expensive. Rare ones that you could get your hands on with a large bonus. Oh, what would I get or, or, or something I've gotten? What are you saying? What's the question? If, if I handed you a large bonus okay. check, what, what's the stupid, silly, nonsense thing? You're not paying bills. You're not, uh, you know, taking care of important things with, with money. Mm, it's, damn. What, See, are, that's you, what are you just going to throw some, some money at? I'm one of those people that, you know, oh, shit, David. I know. How about I just say ink? I'd I'd get a crazy ass tattoo that I would right. never get normally because all my tattoos I've got thirteen of them but they're all you know budgeted yes. <laughs> tattoos and like I can we go in and say in where we I can, can spend about this today I'm kind of looking for something like this but there's a lot that I would do if money wasn't an issue so yeah all right excellent Tim what's your favorite Christmas tradition uh, the Dharma box. Yes. The Dharma box. Good yes. question, because it gives me a chance to talk about it for just a moment. Um, we started doing this thing about 10 years ago with my kids when, let's see, they would have been, they're 21, so 11, 8, and 5 then. Yeah. But we weren't, like, huge into the whole Santa thing. I mean, sure. we did it, but we never, like, pulled the veil over their eyes yes. and, you know, convinced them that this magical fat man really comes. So we started doing Lost Ended in 2010 whole family watched it together so we did a dharma box that year where it was like the dharma initiative left this mysterious box on our porch it was all wrapped in brown paper you know and had dharma initiative stickers all over it and 
we had the Dharma Blu-ray, you know, I'm sorry, the Lost Blu-ray set was in there, the encyclopedia book. We had like a bunch of lost gifts, you know, there were some yeah. dolls and some action figures. And fucking kid blew their fucking minds. This package just showed. I mean, they knew it was from us, but they just—I mean, it was magical to them. And it was—it was was like it was like Santa all over again. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And getting able to see that um, excitement. And so and so we kept doing it. And each year we, you know, and you've helped us got a little more elaborate each year. Yeah. And and yeah, we have a different theme each year now. Horror has been. Yeah, we've done horror. We've done Star Wars. We've done Marvel. We've done, uh, you know, I won't say what this year's is, but we've got one for this year. That's you know, right. it's another good one. So I mean, you might you, you might not be thrilled about it yeah. to be honest. <laughs> oh, but um, but yeah, I mean, it, but it is something. And in in, the, in reality, they they do sit there he, even at twenty one, eighteen and fifteen now. They can't wait to see what the yeah. Dharma Initiative brings them. And you know, we go into the 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 thing of. You know, you have to be good. You have to be a good person. If you're just a good person, and if you try, you know, just you try your best. You, you, you just, you just have to, you know, because that's what Lost was all about. Is just, you know, trying to be a good person beyond your limits. So, all right. Next question. Are you going to answer any of these? I'll answer this one. Okay. I, I've got a fun one. All right. um, Elizabeth is five, mm-hmm. um, so we're 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 starting to build these traditions. Um, Heather has this beautiful Christmas village that she has acquired through the years. Um, And she sets it up. It's this whole city, buildings, library, post office. There's some people ice skating. Um, You know, just just a complete little village. It's got lights that work and stuff. Is this like the little things they sell at like Hobby Lobby type places where they have the little displays? Yeah, yeah. Or the Hallmark store, wherever. So she's got a whole setup and it's grown and it now takes up two, you know, parts of our living room. Well, Heather disappears to go Christmas shopping or whatever she may be doing out of the house. And Elizabeth and I gather up. All of the ornaments that are like action figure type stuff. I've got a set of Spider-Man ornaments that came with, you know, three different Spider-Mans and Venom and Dr. Ock and, you know. So Lego figures, Lego action figures that we have. So we collect these all throughout the house. And we just turn this beautiful village into... You know, the event from Avengers. We've got people fighting on buildings. You know, Spider-Man's nice. hung between two buildings. Venom's eating some lady at the ice skate rink. So it's just become this, set this up while Heather's gone. And she spends the Christmas season wondering when this is going to happen. And she's going to walk in and see her beautiful village with all the wonderful yep. Christmas feelings. When, when does the Avengers ep- event <laughs> yes. break out? Yes. So. I love it, man. That's cool. That's fun, um, and obviously those those little things that you do with her are going to carry over. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because we talk about like Nick already like he bought Zoe like a birthday gift last year, and he got her the bad motherfucker wallet. Yeah, and he but he gave it to her by putting it in a trash bag because you know they were collecting. That's how it. That's I mean, how he, she got it, and so it's like he you know I can tell it's like he's already getting that little. I mean, it's creative. It's thoughtful gift giving. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like it doesn't matter what it is. But it's just how you present it and what you do. And it's just, it's creating those little memories. Yes. So, very cool, man. One Any, more. One more. Oh, is that one four? More. Cool. I thought that was five. Let's go. If you could abduct one person 
and give them the Clark Griswold rant, who would it be? I don't mean like a family member or anything. If you could pick a celebrity or... I don't want to say a political figure because we all know who yeah, that is. I was going to say POTUS might be a little bit too right. too, too obvious. Low-hanging fruit answer. on that one. Um, shoot. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Zack Snyder. Wonderful choice. Wonderful choice. Because there's so many So sick of say. hearing about the Justice League oh, Snyder God. cut. Oh, my God. And I'm going to watch the shit out of it. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah, no, Don't no. get me wrong. And I hope it's good. I hope I watch it go, oh, man, that was a lot better than I thought it would be. Because I thought it was going to be a piece of shit. Sure, okay. I, but I don't. I want all of this stuff to be good. Oh, it should all be great. But I can't I'm wait s- to see Wonder Woman. I'm Wonder still going to be jaded when I see it because of everything that's happened and gone on. Sure. So. I'm tired of it. I'm re- And I'm ready for them to move on. And if that means they're moving on with Zack Snyder, okay. Great. Great. I think he's learned a lot. You know what I mean? Well, sure. He's had years to sit and listen sure. to everybody tell him. Exactly. So, but yeah, that would be one person. You? Good choice. How about you? Oh, man. I wasn't planning on answering this one. Uh, yeah, Tim, I don't, I don't have a good answer for you. I don't know. I'm not an angry person. I don't. I don't want to. Johnny rant. Depp and Amber Heard. Can we throw them on there? I'm so sick of hearing both of their names right, right now. That'd be great. <laughs> Whatever happened to that situation? Not my place to judge or try to figure out. But it's just like we both. You just shut up, please. Yeah. Maybe some Gina Carano, except for she punched me in the face and probably knocked my head off. Yeah, she'd beat us up. I, I think at so. the same time, probably rip my arm off. Yeah, that might be fun too, but. Hey, you know, whatever you're into. There's no shame here, Tim. <laughs> all right, dude. Let's talk about Christmas vacation, shall we? Please. All right. One of the greatest comedies of all time. Um, like is, I said, is this your favorite Christmas movie? Yeah, yeah I think so. I, I, th- I think if you, if you, my top three, prob- my three favorites are probably, and we will leave Die Hard off this one and go actual, like, Christmas, Christmas movies without. I disagree with that statement, but please continue. For the sake of this discussion. Well, we'll throw in uh, Christmas Story, Christmas Vacation. I don't know. Yeah, just between those two, if you're like, hey, these are your two favorites, which one do you want to watch? This would be the Christmas movie I picked if you said, David, we know you hate Christmas and you're not a fan of it, but you want to watch a Christmas movie. This one would be the one that I said, okay, yes, I'll sit down and watch this one. I watch it every year. I don't complain about it or feel bad that I have to watch a Christmas movie. And it's weird because now we don't have a like cable, so we don't get the twenty four hours of a Christmas story anymore. Which I just used to yeah. love just having on as background, you know. Yeah, just noise. Uh, anyway, well, yeah, it's one of my one of my favorites, absolutely, if not my favorite. Uh, the Hunt for the Christmas Tree. This this man, the whole experience that he has. Did you go out and get Christmas trees when you were little? No, we had a fake tree. Always had a fake tree. There were there I were years when I was a kid. Maybe a we year had a or two, one. we had a real one. Yeah, and so I remember going to Lost, but we never drove any. I mean, we never a went out and chopped down a, a fucking tree. No, but I, I just love how they crash in front of that tree lot. <laughs> right there, <laughs> and then like the next how thing, lucky. they're like walking across that uh, that uh tundra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, such a great opening scene, though, uh, with that truck terrorizing him. <laughs> Chevy Chase just has such a great 
I don't know. He, he he's a great comedian. I mean, you know, yeah. he he is what he is as a person and a human being. Sure, <laughs> we'll we'll avoid that. Right, but uh, he's a comic genius, man. He really is. Um, there's a couple parts when they're walking, and the, some of the humor I love that carries over between these movies is the <clears throat> like when Audrey's freezing, and you know. She's like, Audrey's frozen from the waist down, Clark. <laughs> and then a few minutes later, she's like, she'll see it later, Clark. Her eyes are frozen. <laughs> it goes back to European Vacation where they did the, uh, I think Audrey passes out when they're walking to the yeah. steps. And they're like, great, are you happy, Dad? She's dead. <laughs> How about Beverly D'Angelo is the perfect sounding board for Chevy Chase's brand of comedy. Her calm measured delivery to hers, her sides of the jokes uh, are just absolutely perfectly timed and set him up so well for his goofy nonsense. And this is really their best yes. one together. And not because it's the best figure, you know, but it is, you can, and that's, it's because they've had those years, you know, this is what, seven years later, six years later, I think vacation was 83 so they've known each other for, I don't know how long at this point, but they've done, do, been doing these movies for at least seven years. Yeah. So, um, and you can just, yeah, that chemistry's there. And you're right. He needs a sounding board for his comedy, and she's yes. perfect for him. And I think eventually, you know, probably they'll be recognized as two of the, you know, when you talk about comedy couples, you know, yeah. or, you know what I'm saying? I mean, not that they're, you know what I'm saying, on-screen couples, they're, they're great, you know. I mean, Lucy and Ricky. I mean, Beverly and Chase. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite have the same ring to it. No, but, no, it doesn't. But you know, you know what I'm saying. I mean, they're yes. up. They're up there. I mean, you know, they're quite the duo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I just that, the opening scene cracks me up, especially when they, they get out there and he's like, "Dad, you bring the, you bring the axe." So they just <laughs> they just rip this tree <laughs> out of the ground because the roots and all. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm just like, we don't get to see that part. Them, d- them ripping this tree out of the frozen we ground. We won't question the logistics <laughs> of how they got this tree out. But it's funny because, you know, when they show them, then next time they're on the, you know, we've got the, the Funko Pop, Pop right, right here. there. You know, I thought you would be amused that I have both Die Hard and Christmas Vacation represented. I, lo- I love that they're intermingling. Yeah, they're just chilling. It's all one big Christmas Eve party. Um. So, yeah. Okay. So when they get home, we meet their neighbors. Douche. Played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Nicholas Guest, who's the brother of Christopher Guest. Uh, but Julia Louis-Dreyfus, I don't, I don't know what your opinion is. I think she is one of the greatest working com- comedic actresses today. Brilliant. She is so fucking funny. Um, did you watch New Adventures of Old Christine? No, I have not. Dude, she is fucking hilarious on that show i mean I, i've watched veep she's really good on veep um but she's just she's amazing and probably i think just very underrated because she doesn't do a lot of like big yeah she's not i mean, I mean obviously she's in one of the biggest tv shows of all time sure. obviously but um you know she's just pretty low-key about everything she's pretty low-key yeah uh but she's great and uh, th- they're hilarious as the neighbors you know you get the quote Early on there, where are you going to put a tree that big, Griswold? Bend over and I'll show you. <laughs> he's like, how dare you? And he's like, wasn't talking to you. 
And then you just get her because she's just like standing there, like. But then she's like, "Wait, what?" what? <laughs> it's like, huh? Um. So yeah, but Chase is he's he is the Jedi Master of physical comedy. Uh, the scene when they're laying in bed, and he's got the sap, the sap on his and it's fingers. just and it's you know he's stuck to her, he's stuck to the paper, he's just everything. And but the whole time they're just having like a conversation, just plain as could be. While in. And the fact, and you talk about her being a sounding board, and the fact that she can keep a straight face. She casually helps peel off a piece of paper. Yeah. How many know? times do they have to do the take? I don't know. But I imagine she can probably get that in really quick. Yeah. Because she's used to his she, bullshit, probably. Yeah. She probably has that way. You know how some actors can, can cry on demand? She probably has that switch where she can just absolutely tune out all of the nonsense and, yeah, and be able bullshit. to focus clearly on what she's trying to accomplish. All right. So let's meet uh, Mr. Shirley and Bill. Cameo alert for me, because that's you know my job to point out when cameos show up. Sam McMurray is a great actor. He was in Raising Arizona. Great movie. Yeah, another great comedy. Uh, he's always good. He's a great character actor, though. Uh, Brian Donald Murray being Bill Murray's brother. He was also in The First Vacation. He played the... Um, he worked at one of the hotels, I think the little tent camping yeah. place where they go, where they end up tying the dog to the bumper. But he's, again, he's fantastic. I always love when he pops up. Uh, he plays his boss, who can never get... Dude's name right. Ever. Have you ever had a boss like that? No, I've, I've been fortunate to work in small companies. Yeah. That same, same with me. I, I mean, I've had, yeah, people that just don't know me, but nobody's ever been like Tom, Trent, Tony, yeah. you know, Ted, whatever your name is, you know. Um, and again, the, <laughs> I get it's the, the dialogue and just Chevy Chase's improv, because most of this is improv yeah. by Chase. Just making it up. When all the dudes are walking out, he's like, kiss my ass, kiss his ass. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, that's so great. Um, what do you got this far in? I mean, you know, we, we, we've kind of seen him at work. You know, we're getting ready to meet his parents, a bunch of legendary actors. A whole group of them. Yeah. Um, do you want to get into those people? Yeah, let's All right. jump right in. So this is the first vacation movie where they don't actually go anywhere. No, uh, everybody comes to them this year. But can we can we talk about the calendar in this movie? Sure, the advent calendar. This movie starts out on what December fourteenth, I think, is yeah. the first day. That I didn't start mar- writing down dates till later. Is that where it started? At? Yeah, I believe it's the fourteenth. I noticed, and I began to question. Who the hell has a family gathering that starts 11 days before Christmas? I have never heard of such a thing, and oh my God, you'd have to kill me. Fuck yeah, dude. Two days, three days, sure. But they planned on 11 days worth of... And you know they didn't go home on Christmas, so they were there probably longer than... No. No way. No. This is an absurd... Idea. Yeah, I didn't think about how long they'd been there, though, until you just pointed that out. Because, yeah, I did start writing down dates. But to me, it adds to the ridiculousness of it all. Yeah. He loves his family so much. He just wants them there. And 
Okay, let's play. Well, yeah, like Bill says, you're you're the. He says something like, "You're the quintessential family man." I mean, yeah. you know, you're that you're that guy that, you know, do everything you can for your family. You know, and pulls out all the stops for sure. Yeah, uh, we get uh, grandparents showing up here mid month. We'll keep in mind because obviously the stress builds from here on out. Sure. Did you know what date they they showed up? I think it was that day. Okay. So uh, we've got Francis and Art, played by Doris Roberts and E.J. Marshall. These are um, Ellen's parents. Then we have Clark Sr. and Nora, played by Diane Ladd and John Rudolph. Uh, we'll get into we'll Lewis and Bethany later. Fucking shit, they're great. Um, now... I know you're not much of a Christmas guy, and I just uh, play the part. You know, I think sure. I think Christmas is a weird holiday because we all celebrate for different reasons. Sure, same reason people get so upset about saying Merry Christmas. It's like, what does it really fucking matter? Doesn't. I mean, you know, it's the war on Christmas too. Well, I mean, it's like whether or not I hey, I don't celebrate Christmas, and then people get upset. It's like, who cares? Yeah. Just, I mean, I don't just know. Just do your. Own I'm, thing. I'm, a, I'm a happy holidays guy. Whatever. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what you celebrate. I don't want to offend anybody. I, I am one of those uh, that I don't, I don't care about this holiday either. I'm a whatever you said to me. Yeah, there you go. I'm not going to sure. to throw out. I'm not ending a phone call with Merry Christmas. But if you say, yeah, hey, David, happy holidays. Uh, okay, happy holidays to you too. I don't want you to feel bad about my opinion of this holiday. So I'll, I, I'm not here to kill your joy. Sure. Uh, what about decorating the house growing up? Did your parents decorate, or? Uh, yeah, uh, my mom did. You know, I grew up in a house. There were there were five boys in this house, um, so mom kind of directed us, and and we participated. Um, so she kind of she kind of ran the show, but definitely we were putting lights on the house and decorations on the on the inside. It was a beautiful Christmas scene in my childhood home. My mom was very, I, well, my parents were divorced when I was pretty young, so um, my dad was al- always a minimalist, um, but he would do like one strip of lights across the, the garage, <laughs> across the, the gutter in yeah. front of the house, you know, and he'd have a tree, and it always was a really small tree, like you could set it on a table tree. Yeah. I think once my sister and I moved in with him, when I was about right around this time, actually, of this movie, it was a little bit before probably. Um, I think we finally got him to get a big tree and invest, but he was he was a minimalist. But my mom liked it. She had a bunch of crap. She still, you know, you saw her crap when we moved. I, her. I, she I still was going to say your mom seems like a. She still has too much Christmas she crap. She feels festive. <laughs> um, and we do, you know, a little bit. You know, for a long time we didn't really do much, and sometimes we were like, oh, it's like three days before Christmas, we never put any lights up. Right now we got a neat little blue tree and an inflatable. Fucking polar bear. I know it's nice. So, um, but Clark's obsessed, obviously, with decorating his house. He he wants to have the best house in the city. What where do they live? They're not in Chicago. Probably a suburb. Yeah. So where, it's John Hughes. It's got to be somewhere around Chicago, right? Make sure I've got my. 
I lost my... Oh, yeah, there we are. Okay, so we have the parents. He's a big house decorator. Um, That scene when the gutter collapses <laughs> <laughs> and it shoots the, the frozen ice cylinder shooting through the, the neighbor's window and it, what does it crash into their stereo system or whatever, yes. keyboard, something like that. The fucking sound it makes that... <laughs> Little things like that, because it's just so obnoxiously absurd. Yes. But it's just hilarious. Um, So the lights don't work, though. Big frustrations. He looks, you know, he feels like he feels like he let everybody down. And you kind of see that her parents think he's an idiot. Rusty did not uh, do a good job checking all the lights. No. Yeah. But how great was this that. If you ever had to help your dad hang up Christmas lights, you've been in this situation oh, yes. where he's handed you a strand of lights that are just <laughs> tangled and twisted, and you just look at it like, it's fucking 12 degrees out here, and you want me to untangle these lights? I can't feel my feet. Screw you, man. It's yeah, like a I medicine ball-sized yes. ball of lights. He's like, this has got a little knot in it. You <laughs> worked that out. Uh, and Galecki, and we haven't pointed out yet the fact that Audrey and Rusty, Rusty are different ages this, in every movie. Yeah, and it's become a running joke, obviously throughout the movies. But um, so yeah, so yeah, this is the first one where she's older, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So so so. Oh, then we go to the attic scene. <laughs> Clark, what he's doing, I don't know because everybody else is getting ready to go to the mall, and they, I, 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 I'm, it infers that they're expecting him to go, but then he's not around, so they're like, "Fuck him, let's leave him." But he gets trapped in the attic. Yes, locked in. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so he he goes through some stuff and he finds a projector, and you have like a nice, sweet, nostalgic scene where he sees his family when he was a kid, and he starts. We start to understand why he loves. Christmas as much as he does. Sure. Because you see his dad going, his dad did what he's doing. Yeah. In the, you know, in this movie. <clears throat> so, and you know, then you have the, the ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Randy Newman, because you have a Randy Newman song kind of uh-huh. playing over. Anytime you get a Randy Newman song, it's going to, it's going to bring the feels, right? Um, and of course the scene when, I mean, the ends, because it's, it's such a, you know, it is sweet, you know, yeah, sure. it, it, it's soft. There's no dialogue. And then it's just it's abruptly ended again by Ellen being the perfect comic duo with him, just to come in and pull out the door, which he's sitting on. I, I I'm assuming because he fell through the roof. He fell at some through point. the ceiling. So now he, he's sitting up on the door, kind of on the framework, I think, to support him and the projector. Not aware of what he's doing. No. And at one point, you know, Owen asked me. He goes, "Why does Rusty have a bunk bed?" You know, because yeah. there's like the one shot. Yeah. And then I was like, but then when he falls through, I was like, that's, that's why. That's why Rusty has a bunk bed. So he can fall through and land on the bed, but not be able to get out. Sure. Otherwise, he'd fall through and been out of the, you know, and then you don't have that scene. So just kind of funny when I was, when he asked it, I was like, I was like, that's a good question for the set director. And then he uh-huh. fell through. I was like, there you go. That's why. <laughs> um. All right. Now the, uh, da, 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 da. Oh, this is where he gets the lights to work, right? Yes. So he goes, he's fucking with these lights. He's unplugging and they're, you know, this and that. 
and because there's in that that moment where I mean you've you you know I'm married you're pretty much married you have those conversations with your significant other where you know she's like well what does she ask him did oh did you plug it in yeah and Are, did you seriously just that stifled dad rage that all of us have had at some point directed at some inanimate object or project that we're working on uh, it's just so unbelievably relatable um, ridiculous as the situation is with the 47 plugs all plugged into one plug. <laughs> you know, it's just that. <laughs> it reminds me of Christmas story when they're trying to get the tree to work and he goes over to his, and again, he's got like 10 things plugged in. He's like, well, it's just one too many. Yeah, right. And then he just randomly pulls something out and plugs it in. Uh, um, but yeah, so yeah, so many great things in that scene leading up to the, the inevitability where, you know, Ellen figures out that, oh, he didn't flip the switch and the switch operates this, you know, you know, she's like a fucking idiot. That's what I told him. But then, you know, has the, the moment where he slams it together and it turns on and it's just the fucking blinding. Glorious bright it's light. It's draining energy heavens. all over the city. Power surge. <laughs> oh my God. The neighbors have become blinded. We yeah. get another great scene between those two. These these poor people who are just total assholes, but they're still yes. having their, you know, what? Their holiday season totally ruined by the overzealous idiot next door. Um, now we just have this. destroyed their house. Their house has been demolished on the inside now. We've, we've oh, yeah. They stumbled. They're breaking all kinds of shit. The furniture, the tables. So, I mean, it's their fault. Everything's made out of glass, but, sure. you know. Is what it is. Now we have the arrival of another great character, Cousin Eddie. Clark's oh. going through the line, thanking everybody for supporting him while he got these lights ready. And then he comes to Eddie, and Eddie's like, sure does look good, Clark. He's yeah. like, ah, oh, thank you, Eddie. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Eddie. Yeah. I didn't, didn't know you were coming. Randy Quaid, fugitive of American... The American legal system. On the run in Canada yeah. still. Uh, but great. I mean, back in the day, dude, he was always great. Um, Marion Flynn plays Catherine, who is Ellen's sister. Yes. They're from Kansas. And I just want everybody to know, most people in well. I would say they got it pretty right, <laughs> Tim. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> Some people in Kansas aren't like that, all right? There are a few of us in Johnson County. There's a few of us. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, again, great. Bringing back the characters from uh, the first vacation. And he does have the comment in there where he says he's and he's been out of work for about seven years. And in the first, vaca- first vacation, he talks about how he just lost his job. So he hasn't worked since then. So um, Another great line of dialogue where Eddie asks if he's surprised to see him. And he says, Eddie, if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be as surprised as I am now. (laughs) Such a fucking great line. All right, that brings us to another staple of winter and Christmas family. Sledding. Down the hill. Do you have any sledding stories? Oh, man. Um... For those of us in 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 the area, um, you you have to know this hill, Tim. There's a, there's a hill in Kansas City um, called Suicide Hill, and it is the baddest ass sledding hill. It's not a really long hill, 
but when you get to one end of it, it's it's pretty steep. And at the bottom, there's railroad tracks and a road, a busy road. It's like Warnell Road, I think. Uh, yeah, it's right over there. Yeah. Uh, so the suicide part is uh, there's legitimate concern that there could be uh, potential injury while sliding down, sledding down this hill. Um, but yeah, Dad used to take us every year. The first time that we got enough snow, uh, and it was always jam packed. Uh, loved it though. Looked forward to the first snow that uh, provided enough for sledding. Yeah, um, sledding. That scene where he with Clark. Yes. And I, I've got my share. Yeah, of, of stories. Um, there was a place, uh, Quentin Heights, I think, in Topeka, where a lot of my buddies and I would, I mean, this is high school age, you know, where I grew up. Well, my dad was in Topeka, so I was there, but um, we'd all go to Quentin Heights. It was kind of the same thing, just a big, steep-ass hill. Yeah. It also had this wooded area Ooh. where I remember uh, one time, well, I was in high school by this time. But we, but it was you know a little path through the trees, but it was overgrown mostly, you know. So it was like, don't do it because it's fucking stupid. But do it. But we did. Uh, me and this other dude, Mark Garner, this fucking crazy bastard friend of mine from back in the day. Um, uh, rest in peace. He passed away because he was crazy. Um, well, I don't need that. He was he was amazing. But um, so this at at this uh, hill. We're all going down. He's like, he's like, hey Tim. He's like, come on over here. Let's go down the. And I'm like, no, nah, no. Nah. He's like, he's like, no, nah, come on. So he like grabs me and he lays down and he pulls me like on top, on of top. Him. Like so, I'm like, yeah, like so. We're laying down, you know, as we're going down and bail, Tim, bail. There were times where there was like a tree had fallen over, <laughs> and it was like I just barely poof, right under it. Ooh. It, movie type shit. It, yeah, and it was like, you know, what do I do? Because if I jump off, I'm going to hit something. Smack a tree. But I might clear that. Or I'm going to head first into yeah, it. Yeah, you're dead. But you know what? That was kind of the be- beauty of sledding. It was like, you're coming down a hill. I'm probably going to go into the street. Probably. <laughs> probably. Where there's traffic. Because the best hills always had, you know, there was like a Road busy street pro- probably yeah. right there. And Quentin Heights was the same. I think it was like 17th Street and... Uh, Topeka, but um, <clears throat> anyways, so Clark has a uh, a sled, a little metal sled with, and he applies a non-silicon kitchen lubricant. That, Something his company's working yeah. on. Yeah. Because you could just take that stuff home. Right. <laughs> and it's just, this is, again, one of the scenes I talked about with my, that made me think of my dad. This is always one of his favorite scenes. Um, and I just love how Rusty's like, Dad, are you sure about this? And he's like, oh, Russ. Oh, come on, Russ. <laughs> but yeah, and just the hilarity is it of the scene is the how fast he goes down and how it's just like a Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> what strikes me about this scene is even Cousin Eddie thinks this is a bad idea. And I mean, we're looking at Cousin Eddie as the sane individual in this situation, right. you know that this is going to be bad. It's this is there's nothing good going to become of this. Yeah, so he shoots through a crowd of people, a bunch of trees, a whole nother park area. 
Across a highway. Yeah, across a highway. Yeah. Hilarious. I love I love the remnant of the the sled that we see in the trash. And Eddie it's, takes it. Yeah, Eddie just all right, we can find something to do with this. What's it gonna But it's all burned out <laughs> across yeah. the it's yeah. just like a an a donut now at this point. Yeah, it's empty shell of a now we do get some plot development around this time. We we see that Clark's waiting for a bonus. Bonus check. He's, he's getting he's nervous. He's putting in a pool. Give me that money. He's, yeah, he's already put a down payment on this. He's already fantasized over a woman. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so he's yeah, so he's stressing out, you know, usually his checks here by now. And even, you know, all of us have been through this, you know. I mean, just waiting on that dollar. You know. It's just a bonus. You're not supposed to. It's not part of your salary, so yeah. But people do count on it. Count on them as part of their salary. I mean, you know what I mean. So we've all been through that stress. So yes. And this is a. This is about where. I, this is about. This is two days before Christmas. This is the. Then we get to the, the shitters full scene. Shitters full. Um. Oh, I think this is about the round about the time he has a little talk with Ruby Sue. Thanks yes. to Santa. Yeah, you said you mentioned the the little fantasy the of the the chick from the store earlier from the mall or whatever. It's, it's a tidbit nipply in here. <laughs> I mean, come on, that's a great line. I'm not sure you can get away with saying it nowadays, but it's Oh, a, I know. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. And we didn't we just totally glossed over the scene earlier. I was like I was like, "Wow." I was like, "What an idiot he would be considered." I mean, you Act like that in public? I mean... If you said... If that conversation occurred today, you would be asked to leave, uh, put, putting a picture of you up online so other people can see what this guy did to me. Yep. No, this this is one of those scenes where you can appreciate a different time and place where we all were. Right. Um, because this is the, you're not getting this again. And it was more about Chevy's ad-libbing. Sure. His ability to just spin something. You Wing know what it. I mean? Yeah. And can you imagine the straight face that that girl had? How many times did she have to that would stand be, that there would be a good and have question. this stuff said to yeah, her? Absolutely. That'd be interesting to know. Uh, so, yeah. So then we get to Eddie. He's emptying his shitter. Shitter's full. Got in his robe, his hat, drinking a beer, smoking a cigar. cigar. <laughs> He's got that flap hat on. Shitter's full. <laughs> To the neighbors, they're just like running back inside their house, like, oh my god, yes. nope. And they're just like, they can't, again, it's just these poor people, they're just like, what is this? Who is it? You know, he's got this fucking RV. I didn't pay to live in this neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. This is not what I signed up for. <laughs> oh. Um, and now, of course, we get the Cousin Eddie and Clark go to Walmart scene. Which is <laughs> another scene where we get to see a different side of Chevy Chase's com- comedic ability. Yeah. In his, his ability facial, to react to people. Yes, yes. His expressions as he's watching Eddie throw these five <laughs> bags of dog food. He grabs the, the light bulbs. Yes. <laughs> Only for Eddie. <laughs> and he just doesn't even. Yeah. He just, just doesn't even miss a beat. He just keeps going, pushing the cart. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a, yeah, he, this is where he confronts Eddie says, you know, we want to help you out. 
And he's like, oh, Clark, you don't have to help me, you know. And then he had pulls out a list. list. It's all alphabetized, you know, starting with, with Catherine. So yes. it's like him and Catherine, you know. And then in true Eddie fashion, he's like, and Clark, you know, I want to get you something, something real nice. <laughs> <laughs> get yourself something, Clark. Um, so great. So then we get to uh, Christmas Eve when Lewis and Bethany arrive. That's so fantastic. And I have their names back here. William Hickey and May Kestel. Hilarious. She is just She's adorable. the original Betty Boop. Really? Yep. Pretty sure that's a thing. Um, yeah. They were, and they're uh, hilarious. They are, they're scene stealers in this movie. Absolutely. From the moment they walk in the door to, the, to her, she just can't figure out where she is. You know, are you still dating, Clark? Yeah. You know, you know it, Rusty has the, the cat in the presence. For, it's it's meowing. Yeah, it's, it's meowing. Um, the jello mold. The, they take the hat off Lewis's head, and it's got his, <laughs> and like everybody reacts to it, you know. It's like like his parents are standing behind him, and the elder just like trying to figure out how to pull it out of the hat and get it back on his head. And um, yeah, these two are just great, and they just yeah, they just it's it's on now. I mean, you know, we're Christmassy, we get to dinner here, um, which Catherine's been cooking all day. Apparently a little too long. Oh, have you have you ever been in this situation, Tim, where you've sat down at a meal and it's just absolutely garbage? Yeah, and you have to somehow you have to power through it. Figure out how to endure what you know is just a gut busting meal. Yeah, and th- this that's what the scene cuts to like a handheld camera. As it moves around, and I think that's so because all you get is the clinking of the the silverware, um, you know, glasses, and you know, it's like, but it's like scraping, you know, it's, it's like it's scraping, it's forceful <laughs> and aggressive. <laughs> Nobody's talking. The crunch of the skin that you can see people biting into it, like like it's beef jerky, or yeah, uh, it's it's just. The way that everybody approaches, okay, we got to do this. They're all dipping it in their wine and their water. and I mean, yeah, so hilarious. Um, The way that it just cracks open and makes that noise (laughs) when Clark sticks the knife in it. It has that. It looks looks amazing. Yes, it does. It looks like a wonderful turkey. Yeah. Yeah, Catherine's so just devastated by it. Yeah, then we had the cat food and jello and the. You know, uh, your caddy jello, and I don't know about the cat Clark, but I'm sure I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, he just comes in, and he just steals so many, so many scenes. You know, then we have him, Clark, talking about, "Hey kids, you know, I saw Santa was spotted coming in from New York," and Eddie just dead pants, man, just sits there and thinks about it for a second, goes, Are "You serious, Clark?" <laughs> <laughs> it's just. <laughs> it's just I think you just thought like Clark is just like you know it's like he just can't even with him it's just like fucking Eddie yeah, it's just like you just, just didn't even know how to respond to him sometimes it's just so great um, dog making those hacking noises those noises it's making yes. coughs up the bone and I just, Eddie gets really just like he's like well maybe if we wouldn't feed him scraps from the table and he's just like well no 
He's probably digging around through your trash. <laughs> so then they've got to go. And he's like, everything that can go wrong is, is just going wrong. Yes. The lights wouldn't work. You know, he almost killed himself sledding. You know, everything has just turned into a disaster. Um, oh, and then the cat. Oh, man, this Which cat. is just, it, this Poor movie is, it's, this movie's just dominoes. It's like one, yes. every scene, everything that happens is like, every line is better than the line before it. Yes. And the cat is better, because then he goes out and the fucking tree's unplugged, and he's just like, God damn it. So he goes over, and he's fiddling with it, and he plugs the tree in, and It's <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, all the lights flicker in the house. The poof from under the chair. <laughs> the fucking cat. I mean, it, like, explodes. It obliterates yes. the cat, because all that's left is, like, the outline of fur. There's no animal. There's it's no a, carcass. It's a black spot. And they move, they're moving the, tr- the chair out, and... Of course, Eddie wants to keep this, too. Right. Weirdo. <laughs> He's like, you know, Clark, maybe I can fumigate this this chair. and So, I don't know, man. Just fucking hilarious. Um, but, but that's it, right? It can't get any worse, right? It can. Oh. It will. Now we got Lewis. Torches the tree. What does he do, throw a match behind him or something? Well, we've, we've got the, uh, the, the gas... The methane oh, gas yeah, yeah, yeah. from uh, from the shitter being full and being emptied out, and you know they gave us a, a little foreshadowing earlier about it. Oh, is that when they showed the glowing yes. from under the? And, uh, the, yeah, the so so tree. Lewis uh, smoking his cigar by the window throws throws it out, and we just kind of see a flash. <laughs> A bang, a flash of, of fire over Clark's shoulder. And uh, sure enough, there's a smoking Lewis covered in black soot. <laughs> yeah, he's all, so what's the matter with you? <laughs> <laughs> the hell are you people staring at? Just standing here smoking, Jesus. And this this is it. He's the tree had. is done. Yeah, the tree's done. Everything's ruined. Everybody's like, it's an ugly tree anyway. Right. You know, it's just... It, and this man who's just tried to do nothing but give his family a Christmas memory. Yeah. Just you know, before provide. before his parents and her parents are gone. Um, but you know what? Nobody's respecting it. Everything's going wrong. Nope. And Clark finally just, he snaps. This is where he goes on his, <clears throat> and I have the quote. You want, to, you want me to read this quote? Uh, well, hang on a second. Go for it. Have we reached the... Bonus stage yet? Does that does that not arrive that evening while they're all gathered together having dinner? No, because this is when he says, "If anybody would like, if anybody is looking for any last minute Christmas ideas." Oh, wait. hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. He does. Yeah, he gets the bonus before this, the Jelly of the Month Club, which is a weird situation. When you when you think about this, mm-hmm. uh, the whole family has gathered around all of these relatives in anticipation of a man getting a check, and they're all going to celebrate this sum of money that he's received. I, I, it's awesome and it's hilarious, and and it feels good to watch them all freak out about 
this guy didn't get a check that he was <laughs> counting on. Why is everyone else so concerned about dude's check? Well, I mean, I think it's just because, like we talked about, people count on him as part of, you know, what they're, you know. Part of their... In- and so, and then he goes on and, st- and talks about how, you know, I'm just going to let you know now, I was going to save this, but I'm putting it in a pool. I've yeah. already, you know, at this point, you know, he's like, in fact, I've kind of overspent already. And yeah. Ellen makes that face like, oh, oh. like, ooh. Like, she's been off spending money that she, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, well, that's not going to, you know. And so, yeah, he finds out he's in this uh, one-year Jelly of the Month Club. Jelly of the Month. Clark, that's a gift that keeps on giving the whole year long. <laughs> But Shut yeah, up, Eddie. he snaps. He he's had enough. And loses it. He goes on his. Uh, if anybody wants to bring my boss here, speech. Which I think I'm just gonna. I think I've got this. I'm just gonna play it. You got it queued up. I do. Yeah, one one. You know, you talked about you compared it to uh, like planes, trains, and automobiles, in that digital economy. He just <sighs> can't believe it. He's like, oh. He's, oh. I mean, like, look, look at these faces of these people who are so excited that oh. his bonus finally showed up. Yeah. Clark, what's wrong? Honey. Burn it's bigger Christ than you tree. expected? <laughs> <laughs> Smaller? <laughs> what is it? It's a, it's a one-year... Membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. All right, let's get to this freak out here. Drinking out of the the Moose Marty head. Moose. Let's go. Let's go. <clears throat> we got Nick one of those for his birthday. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, hey. If any of you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there in Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four flushing, low life, snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood sucking, dog kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat ass, bug eyed, stiff legged, spotty lip, worm headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the title? So great. You know, when he got to that holy shit part, he is just like, I'm, I'm spent. I have yeah. nothing left that I can give to this yeah, scene. Absolutely, you can see, you can <gasps> see it. Such a great, such a great scene for Chevy Chase. Um, yeah, so he's he's done at this point, um, and Eddie bounces out of here. The light bulb goes on. Nobody's paying attention. Eddie sneaks out. Clark freaks out. Um, he goes outside. He cuts down a tree. Um, that also crashes through again. The neighbors crashes window. through the neighbor's window. And why, why, when they're like, maybe we should get a tree. Where are we going to find a tree on Christmas Eve? Just Clark's cue to fuck up their night. Uh, cuts off the newel post. He, he's going nuts. Ellen's trying to calm him down. Yeah, he's having um, none of it. He puts the tree that he got brought in from outside inside. It's just big. Fucking full ass tree, <laughs> full of wildlife, because the fucking squirrel jumps out at this point. Because this, if it's as if anything and everything hadn't gone wrong already, now they're being chased around. Now they're chasing, or the squirrel's chasing them, the dog's chasing the squirrel, 
and then they they reverse, and then we have the great scene where he opens the door. Julie Wood Dreyfus is there because she's gonna fucking tell him off because yeah, her fucking pussy husband won't do it. And uh, yeah, she gets pounced by the squirrel and then the dog, and he closes the door. He goes, "All right, they're gone." <laughs> <laughs> so dad, dad's got dad's got to chill him out now. Yeah, he's got to be like, man. He's like, it, so like, what do you think I went through back in those days? That shit wasn't easy, you yeah. know? Um, so, yeah. So, he tells me he drank a lot. And then here comes Eddie, rambling back. Uh, Clark's reading Nightmare. Or Nightmare. Night Before Christmas. Eddie comes rolling in with with his boss, tied up. Big, big red bow. And, uh, you know, he he brings this man in and... You know, first of all, he's like, well, how the hell did you get a bonus? He's like, yeah, dude. Gives him that, you know, we expect this, you know, we need this shit. And he sees his family and he kind of, you know, as most people in his position do, don't think about the people that it's hurting. They just see sure. the, they see numbers. Yeah. And sometimes numbers look great, you know, and you don't think about how it's going to affect people, even if it's just a few hundred dollars, you know I mean? Yeah. Sometimes at Christmas time, it, could be, it can mean everything, it, every, you know. Sure. Um, and he sees that. And it's it's a he has a really nice moment there, and uh, he gives him you know I'm going to give you a, your bonus twenty percent on top of what you had last year, and that's fucking more than enough for him because he's he passes out, and at this point the cops come busting in. And, and the, <laughs> <With> the wife, <laughs> they brought the wife to an active crime scene. Yeah, and her her description of the of him by the way is amazing. When she's like, she's like he was a, he was a Big, beastly, bulging man. <laughs> you know, his license plates were from Kansas. He was wearing a blue leisure suit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the cops come crashing in. And they crash in through the... They use the neighbor's house. So yes. this, these people just can't catch a break, like, even a little bit. And uh, so they, they crash in. And um, Shirley, really quickly... Chills everybody out, you know, and uh, even the cop, he's like, "Mister, that that's low." He's like, "If I had a rubber hose, I would beat you." <laughs> just like how quickly it's just escalating. Just all this fucking bonus, just hilarious. Um, and of course, with any movie, you know, like this, it ends with the Star Spangled Banner. The yeah. family out in the front yard. <laughs> uh, they, oh the. Sewer finally blows up. Yes, we've got fire. Bl- blows the explo- blows the, the trash up, which includes the Santa sleigh that Clark kicked the shit out of earlier <laughs> in the movie. During his rage fit. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it had that great shot where it's going across kind of the moon. And, uh, you know, it looks kind of like it has the fire come off it. So, of course, Bethany launches into Star Spangled Banners. And everybody else just kind of, just like they did with the Pledge of Allegiance. At dinner, Yes. <laughs> Uh, they they kind of follow suit. Um, classic fucking movie. A feel good movie yeah. through and through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And guess what I have? What do you have, Tim? Trivia. Tim's trivia. Yep. Fun facts. All right. Lay some on me. Let's see. Ah, the old Dodge pickup truck that tailgated Clark at the beginning of the movie. Uh-huh. That was. Uh, you ever see Overboard and They Live? Yeah. That was the. Kurt Russell's truck from Overboard. Really? Yeah. I mean, nice. just prop sharing between yeah. movies. I mean, you know. It happens. Uh, they were all filmed about the same time. Um, Chris Columbus, director of Home Alone, 
Harry Potter 1 and 2. Yeah. Uh, was originally supposed to direct this movie. He shot some of the establishing shots, uh, which are still used in the film. And after two meetings with Chevy Chase, he told John Hughes, there's no way I can do this movie. I wonder why. And Because Chevy Chase is such a difficult human being. Yeah. And he went and did Humble instead. Good choice. I mean, I you mean, know. <coughs> worked out for everybody. Yeah. I mean, uh, this movie is, is a classic. This is the only vacation movie not to feature Lindsey Buckingham's song, Holiday Road. He was offered to write a theme song, but he declined because he didn't want to be known as a soundtrack musician. Aww. Lindsay Buckingham. He'll always be known for the things he didn't do. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, when the Griswold family members are arriving, It's Wonderful Life is shown on the TV. That film was directed by Frank Capra, and his grandson, Frank Capra III, was an assistant director on this movie. Hmm. So... Kind of like some legacy involved in the yeah. in the filmmaking process. <clears throat> I mentioned Brian Doyle Murray had appeared in a previous vacation movie. The shoes that Eddie's wearing are the ones that he gave Clark. The white ones. Yeah. So Eddie's wearing the white shoes. And my last one is this ending, kidnapping the boss, was originally how the first vacation was supposed to end with them going and kidnapping Roy Wally but it didn't test well so they changed it to where so they, they just run it back they just they just hijack yeah yeah and, yeah. John, and that was one of John Hughes saying he's like well then we have to use this ending <clears throat> and it fit it works so a little, little, little interesting I like that one yeah 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 so alright man that's Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Go watch it again. Yes. Feel good. Get that Christmas spirit. I'm not sure where it's playing right now. We, we own it on Voodoo, so. All right, man. That's uh, Real Hooligans for this episode. We have Die Hard coming up, so. Another Christmas classic. It is another Christmas classic. We're going to talk about why it is. So stay tuned for that, everybody. Um, Merry Christmas to you. Um, thank you for joining us this year. We were gone for quite a while. Um, COVID kind of shut us down and prevented things from, from happening for a while, but we got kind of rolling again. We've been we've had new episodes every week Content. since October. And we're going to keep rolling. So A shout out to our international listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got some dudes listening. What did I say, Ireland? Yeah, we want to hear from you guys. Yeah, why don't you guys drop us a line? Um, Get in touch with us. They're they're listening every every time when I post when that episode goes up. So yeah, let's hear from you guys. Excuse me. We would love to hear from our fans all around the world because we do have hooligans all over the world. Australia. Yeah, man. Um, we love you. Merry Christmas to you. And uh, next week we'll have uh, Wonder Woman. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, she debuts on Christmas in theaters and on. I would love to know how everybody's seeing this movie. I'm assuming everybody's watching on HBO Max. I will be watching it on Christmas. I think that's on what we're doing. 
So I, at this point, I don't think I want to give Warner Brothers theater. Money. And I, I don't, I don't want to go to the theater. The only one I'd go to would be Screenland here, but that's because they're local. Anyways, we'll catch you next week. See you guys.